0: Hello and welcome, gorgeous hero, to today's podcast all about hypnosis. I'm sure that you probably have a lot of misconceptions about hypnosis. If you haven't learned more about it, and if you anything like I was a year ago, you were probably or are probably terrified of this practice because you think you're going to have lost control of your mind, given it up to somebody else, and they are going to be the puppeteer of your mind. Hopefully today's episode will help you break through any of those misconceptions and let you know exactly what hypnosis actually is and what it can do for you. So without any further ado, I'd like to introduce you and welcome you to Lee Hallendorf, who is a hypnotherapist and somebody that I hold very close to
1: my heart. Within us all, there resides a hero. We just have to learn how to tap in and unleash the power inside. Kylie Ann Bowers is the founder of Mind Your Hero, and this podcast is the mind foot you need to transform your mindset, manifest your desires, and live a life filled with magic. Each episode inspires you to discover your dreams and equips you with the tools and courage you need to transform your life. We're so excited to have you here. Thanks for hitting play. Now, let's begin.
0: I'm so excited to welcome you to the Mind Your Hero podcast. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's only a pleasure. So Lee is from MindShift and today we'll be talking a lot about hypnotherapy, the benefits of it. But before we dive in, I've got three rapid fire questions so that our audience gets to know you a little bit better. So the first question I have for you is if you could have a superpower, what superpower would you have? energy some kind of energy that i could just run
2: around like you know that like a spinning fast person i could do lots and lots of things
0: i love that kind of like the flash yes yes awesome then if you could put something into the school curriculum that is no longer that's not there at the moment what would that be and why that would be um
2: Wow, you know, a while back I would have said they need to do more practical, like learning day-to-day skills, like you know what it is to rent a house and you know practical stuff that we never used to learn about. But they and taxes. are learning about a house. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they're really doing that. Um, so I suppose it might even be something mindful, like visualization or. You know, that kind of thing. Something where they're
0: just using a bit more, yeah, like a quiet, mindful time. Beautiful. I love that. And mm. do you have a favorite quote that you either live by or just have as a favorite quote that fills you up with a lot of joy? Oh, I
2: have hundreds. But one that just comes to mind for some reason is it, it doesn't, and I don't even know who it's by, but you don't need to blow the other candle out in order to let yours shine.
0: Oh, I love that. And we've actually spoken about that very concept on this podcast before about don't dim your, other, your light to help others shine brighter. Your light will help them shine brighter too. So I love, love, love that. Beautiful. So let us know a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What is it that you do? And then we'll dive into hypnotherapy after that
2: so yeah um my background is very corporate i began life you know when i finished school i went traveling i spent seven years just traveling around the world and and so on um and i always was although i i, I qualified as a hairdresser and i qualified i did a whole lot of secretarial stuff so i had all those kind of things behind me that i could then use once i would finished my degree i went and did the, the other two Um, And I had those things behind me that I could use for getting myself further. So I'd go to backpackers and spend time sort of cutting hair and then move to the next place, doing some typing work for somebody in the next place and doing, you know, whatever that was, just to kind of get myself around the world, which got me into travel. And I then got back to South Africa and I worked in travel um, for a number of years. And that led me into incentive travel. which was sort of doing incentive groups and taking them overseas. And from there I landed up in marketing and advertising. I don't know how, but I suppose it's the account management from the incentive into there. And, um, and I thrived on it. I loved the whole corporate world, the whole corporate field, the whole, I mean, that really kind of was my thing, the suits, the boots, the going to the office every day. And I was working in London actually um, in, in marketing at a, at a property group. And for some reason or another we landed up coming back to South Africa and we did when we did, I had a horse injury, fell off a horse and broke my head. And that just threw my direction literally from left to right. Um so from going up the corporate ladder in sort of a directorship role to being this person who had to learn how to walk again. I had to um yeah, I suppose my husband had to feed me. Um shower, everything. I don't know. Um, I don't remember 10 months of my life at all. Um, I've been told about them. So, you know, I believe what they've told me what happened, but um, I don't even remember learning how to walk again. but I suppose, you know, it was through that and the adversity of that, that I got sort of led into the direction I am now because I used to do triathlons and a lot of running and unfortunately my muscular power, muscle strength and energy perhaps, which is why I love that superpower, um, has never um, been what it used to be. And that kind of started me becoming really depressed and um, anxious and unhappy um, and so that is why I landed up going to somebody who did NLP and hypnotherapy. And through her, I was able to find joy again. I was able to find some happiness. I was able to find some like, ah, I can breathe again and this is going to work and I am going to live and I am going to lead a different life, but I can still live it. Um, and we were living up in Zanin at the time when there was certainly no sort of high powered marketing jobs around there. Um, and I don't think I would have been ready to go back into a job the following year anyway. Um, so I went and studied NLP, um, well, life coaching and NLP, which then led me through into hypnotherapy, which kind of became more of a focus. And I think I'm sort of more from my initial stance of, oh my gosh, it's hocus pocus. I can't do it. It's weird. It's, you know, all the the misconceptions that perhaps we'll talk about now. Um, I was, I was absolutely number one on that list. You know, when I went to study, I certainly didn't go to study thinking that perhaps, I was going to do hypnotherapy. It was NLP coaching. And, um, and wow, it was, it was quite an eye opener. And I'd said to the coach, the guy, I said, look, I don't think I'm, you know, I don't want to do the hypnotherapy section. And he said, why? And I said, well, you know, everything I've heard. And he said, okay, the deal with you is, you don't have to do the exam. You don't have to do the, um, the practical element of it, but you have to sit in the introduction and listen and understanding and understand and hear what it is. Once you have that knowledge, you then need to make the decision whether you want to follow through or not. I won't penalize you, you won't fail, da 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 da, um, but you need to have an understanding, you need to sit in there in order to make an educated decision on this matter. And, and I'm so glad he did because it was only a a very small section on hypnotherapy which they do in the NLP course but because of the power of that I ended up moving a lot more into into that field and I tend to combine the two
0: quite a lot in my sort of therapy or my practice. Amazing and I'd really like to dive into the misconceptions because I know a lot of my own clients also have misconceptions they're very nervous they are scared about hypnotherapy and once they've done it it's like oh my gosh I feel like a new person I feel lighter I feel more relaxed Mm. what are the misconceptions about hypnotherapy and what did you even believe hypnotherapy was before you were educated about it?
2: Okay, I think one of the most common myths is that the hypnotherapist controls your mind. Now, there's a lot of movies, I think the entertainment industry has been quite detrimental um, to this, in that, you know, nobody can control your mind as such. Um, and, and I, you know, if anything, would you actually want to control or deal with somebody else's mind when you've got your own crap going on in your head anyway? I mean... It just is, the concept is bizarre in in now, you know, in sort of retrospect. But there's this sort of thought that, that the person takes control of you or has control of you or that the hypnotherapist does something. That's the one sort of big misconception. So if you're looking at a stage hypnotist, that person is going to invite you up onto the stage and he's going to invite a number of people up there. He's going to see if he wants five people, maybe he's going to go and choose select from a huge bunch of people, those that put their hands up. Now some are going to be total skeptics and they're going to prove him wrong by not listening and not doing it. Some are going to be very susceptible, which means they will listen to what he says and just instantly snap into this relaxed state because, Because that's who they are that's what they want to do they are willing to go with the flow they're willing to others particularly people who quite like being a bit of a show whatever the ones that will be dancing like chickens and things like that because they're in a comfort zone it doesn't bother them but you will only go as far as you want to go you will only you know as far as you feel comfortable your subconscious mind is is a being of integrity so that being is not going to do anything that's detrimental or unkind to you. That's going to protect you. So if you are in, in, a, in a relaxed state of, of hypnosis and something negative happens, it'll snap you straight out of it. But you don't, you know, people don't think that they think that you, this person puts you asleep or, you know, um, I suppose that's actually taking you onto another misconception. The first is that, 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 that your mind is controlled by someone else which it's not the hypnotist makes suggestions you choose what suggestions to accept or not so it's actually up to the client whether they success or not so they may blame the therapist they may go out and moan about the coach the therapist the whatever and I mean it's the same with with any you know therapy or treatment that we have um but it is you and it's how how much you choose to listen so the ball is actually in the client's court the second one is that you're going to go under hypnosis. You don't go under anything. You go under anesthetic when you go, under, when you go to hospital and have an operation. You, you don't go underneath anything. You go into a relaxed state. You hear every word. There are people that fall asleep, but the, the, the idea behind hypnosis is not to fall asleep because if you fall asleep, how can you trust the person? I mean, generally, will because your subconscious mind is a being of integrity, so it would automatically snap you out of that anyway if the therapist did say, you know, you're going to go stab five people or something crazy. Um, but you're not going to be, you know what I mean? The therapist is not about doing that. But I prefer if a client doesn't go to sleep because also sometimes you may want to interact with the client. Mm. The next is the fear of the word hypnosis. Because I think you know, sort of from, well, I don't know, I, w- I won't go into any religious religious sort of things, but I think there is. I think there's certain religious aspects against, you know, sort of wondering what what they did, um, and without you know, sort of creating offence. I think in many ways, you know, Jesus touched or Jesus spoke in parables and 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 had sort of analogies and and metaphors, which is what we use in life to help people and heal people within. You know, so anyway, but we're not going down that road. Um, then the what i'm trying to think what other misconceptions people think that you might make them do things they don't want to do mm-hmm. um which again is is the the task of a, a stage hypnotist a hypnotist not a hypnotherapist um the other fear that i often have is gee i'm trying to think what they are
0: well the fear that i sometimes get is that people are scared that once you've gone into hypnosis, you won't come out and that they might not come out of a hypnotic state. So maybe we could even look at what is hypnosis? What does hypnosis do to you that allows your subconscious mind to take on these suggestions? And what are suggestions? Okay. So
2: hypnosis, hypnos is is a Greek word for sleep was where it comes from. That's why I think people worry about it is because all it means is, is, is sort of sleep, but you don't actually put the person to sleep. Hypnotis is a heightened state of awareness. As you and I talk here, our brains are spinning at a certain um, sort of rates, RPA, what is it, like sort of cadence, I guess, um, and so many cycles a minute. And, and on a thinking level, those cycles are sort of quite high. So it's known as beta brainwave state. So with alpha, the next state down, which is when you begin to relax, when you start to breathe, when you start to calm down, that's alpha. Then it goes theta and delta, which are, you know, and delta is your deep, deep sleep under anesthetic, theta is a little bit deeper sleep. And so, so deep alpha, early theta is kind of where you would be in hypnosis. So it's, it's a heightened state of awareness. So you hear everything that's going around you, but the conscious mind. You're bypassing that. And that's the problem is because what happens is when you're conscious and someone says to you, you know, you can allow certain imagery or things to take control. The conscious mind holds on to the belief that, oh, no, well, I can't because actually I this or, you know. um, The limiting beliefs that we have are held in this sort of a, a conscious realm. Even though we sometimes don't know what they are, they are something that come in on a conscious and they block, and they put the blocks up to the signaling or to the messages. So the suggestion would be say you were we'll we'll talk with a fo- with smoking or something you want to stop smoking The conscious it, it's a habit, it's a trigger, and it's that sort of conscious mind that over time that habit has become. I can't go up smoking or I need cigarettes or, you know, whatever that little belief system is. So the suggestion will go in at the, at the, at a more subconscious, more susceptible, more open level that you actually don't need them and that you can do without them and that you will be okay. And all of a sudden then, you know, you're not fighting against that brick wall that says, Oh, I actually can't. You know what I mean? That sort of defense mechanism that somebody puts up there. So the suggestions given when somebody is in the relaxed state are, are the suggestions that are what they're there for. So if the person is there for anxiety, they would be things on, on specific to that individual of how they could deal with their anxiety. Um, and you do that through a process of relaxation and getting the person into a relaxed state. But now hypnosis is something that we all go through every single day. You know, that's the other misconception is I can't be hypnotized. Well, every single person goes through trance and through those brain levels every single day, whether you like it or not. So that sensation or that feeling when you're first waking up in the morning where you can hear everything around you and you're just so relaxed. You know that lovely feeling? Yes. that That is basically a state of trance. That is hypnosis. So any positive suggestions at that time would be, would come so beautifully into your mind because you're just in that relaxed state. Watching an advert on TV, we are so mesmerized. At, in fact, at one point they wanted to change it. There was somebody mesmer. It could have been him, I don't know, or some one of his students. They wanted to call it mesmerism, and that's why they said the sort of mesmerized thing. We get so mesmerized by the ad, the subliminal messages, the jingle, the whatever it is. We're in trance. When we read a book and we're completely absorbed in that book, we're in trance. When we watch a movie and we're completely absorbed in that movie, we're in trance. Drive from A to B and you get to the other side and think, God, I don't even remember driving here. Basically, you've been in a state of hypnosis the whole way through or the, during the drive. But now the thing about that is, is that it's a heightened state of awareness. So if anything negative were to happen, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, where suddenly you slam on brakes because you're so aware that you don't even have to look, you know what I mean? It, it it like instantly comes to you because it's your subconscious mind bringing you back, you know, it's that integrity of the subconscious mind bringing you back to.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love that. And there was so much in there that um, also just, sparked things for me that i've now completely lost i think i was mesmerized by what you were saying and in that hypnotic (laughs) charts which is absolutely beautiful um but i know you work with a array of different kinds of clients and what are the problems that they come to you for or what are the challenges that they're facing why would you seek out a hypnotherapist
2: so there are the very common things that people come for. Um, you know, hypnotherapy is very well known for helping people stop smoking, for fears and phobias. Um, you know, to stop nail biting, unwanted habits. You know that sort of thing. But there's also people come for uh, anxiety, um, depression. Wow. Um, self-esteem self-confidence you know all those kind of issues and and very often they present in a different way so someone will come for one thing but there's actually an underlying issue going on so it's almost like that they come thinking that that the problem is the table but you actually need to get rid of the four legs you know so that you can drop the table if that makes sort of weirdly sense um so there are often other underlying things that you need to sort of deal with when someone comes in and more often than not, self-esteem and and those sort of issues are are vitally important. I work too with um exams, you know students wanting exam techniques and exam study skills and stuff like that because again there's a lot of anxiety there's a lot of stress there's a lot of stuff around the exam so it may be learning techniques or um, you know it's helping them to get into a learning state in order to to be more productive when they're learning and same in exams the other thing is also sports enhancement you know I've had great success with people who've come and said you know I want to add a cricketer for example who came and and his his thing was, you know, I want to play in the field as well as I play in the nets, you know, so when I'm out there being watched, I actually want to be able to, to complete, compete. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've also found it works wonders for athletes um, because it works on that deserving level of I am deserving enough to win i am deserving enough to be in this team i am deserving enough so i do find that it works amazingly with athletes and even for myself with running it's helped me a lot just get into that space of and that identity of i am a runner and therefore i can run Um, i know that sounds so simple but at, at the end of the day i was telling myself that i wasn't a runner um so would you say then that hypnotherapy is a quick fix and that somebody could just come to you and have this hypnotherapy session and everything gets fixed magically? That would be hypnomerical. (laughs) Yes. I
2: think that's, it's an interesting thing that, because you know, there's certain things like stopping smoking is a relatively quick thing. If there's a deep, I once had a client who had a, oh, there was something far more deep about his smoking stuff, but on the whole, people, it's, it's a quite an easy thing to stop smoking because it's just, it's a habit and it's the triggers. Um, and most often it just, it started with the decision to start smoking. You know, there's, there's not a sort of a deep seated issue with it. Um, and therefore that is a relatively quick fix thing. But your self-esteem takes time. Um, so it depends on what the issue is and what you're wanting. On the whole, I don't believe in anything that's a simple quick fix in life. You know, I think people are very disillusioned by certain things in the sense that, you know, they go to a course and think it's going to change their entire life or they join a specific group or anything, religion, whatever, thinking, okay, now I'm going to be changed. But, you know, you're not. Whatever you do, you you. it's always you. So the bad news is that you have to work on it, whatever you do. So even if... You know, if people go to a doctor and they don't take the pills, they can't blame the doctor for being a bad doctor. They haven't listened and taken the pills. Um, And likewise, with any therapy, with any work we do on ourselves, so people can buy your journal. But unless they're going to sit and spend the time journaling, then then really I'm not quite sure what they think they're doing because it's not helping. It's not, they can't blame you for that. Mm. The good news is that they all have the resources within them so if i if i'm working with a client and it is an anxiety issue an ongoing issue and i give them techniques to use then they need to use them you know same with the coaching work that i do you know if, you, if i ask you to go and do specific tasks during the week if you don't do it you're wasting your money but don't come and blame me because it's not my fault for you not doing the work um yeah. so, so i don't think it can be things like road rage that can be quite quickly sort of sorted out so there are things that are
0: But I think on the whole is that if you do start peeling the layers back and you do start really getting into the self-development work, there are so many different layers that there isn't such thing as a quick fix. And I mean, with myself, even I often say that I'm a work in progress because I think we're all are as humans. And that's just part of our journey. So I also don't believe that there is that quick fix. I do believe that it is a constant work in progress and hypnotherapy might just be a catalyst then to help with those deeper rooted issues. That's what I've found in my experience. And I don't know if you can agree with that, but I found that hypnotherapy, you do the work in a session, but then the hypnotherapy just is that catalyst to get you to that greater level or that next unlocked level.
2: I think the most important thing though with hypnotherapy is you're bypassing the critical factor, you bypassing that conscious mind to allow the person to absorb that that which it is that they need to. Um, if you do analytical th- hypnotherapy, which means basically you retrace the footsteps to sort of somewhere earlier, which I don't think is that, you know, it's certain therapists do it completely with every single person they work with, but sometimes it's not necessary, you know, not everything stems from that bad childhood or that whatever. Um, And if it does, then you need to go there. But again, it's only something you can deal with at that level when you are, where you're in a state of relaxed, open awareness, um, you can deal with things differently to, you know, getting yourself hooked into the victim role of, oh, I had a terrible time as a child or whatever. We all did. Um, but at the same time, it it certainly for me, has been such a powerful tool because using the imagination and getting and in, in, in that relaxed state, you're able to achieve so much. So the little shifts, it's the reason our mind shifts is because it's those little shifts in our life that we sometimes walk out and think, "Oh, that wasn't much." And then ages down the line, you realize, do you know what? since I did my hypnotherapy, X, Y, Z. And often I won't necessarily hear from the client straight away, but then down the line I'll be hearing things like, Oh, you know what? Ever since I saw you, I've always slept through the night or, and, and this will be three years down the line. And I'm thinking, well, you could have told me, <laughs> <You> know, so, <laughs> but, um, but it's, it's those little shifts in the mind that create massive leap and massive change in us. Um,
0: that's why in the hero journal it asks the question of how did you improve by one percent every day because Mm. if we constantly improving by just one percent that compounds and eventually you look back and you're like all of a sudden everything just makes sense and i'm starting to live the life that i have always dreamed of and it all started with that one tiny simple shift Mm. and if you look at those little shifts you're allowing yourself to become aware of them i think it's beautiful that you've
2: got it in there because that it's allowing yourself to look at you and actually acknowledge the good thing that you did. So actually acknowledge, because we so, as, as a human sort of race, we tend to be very self-critical. Yeah, I didn't do that, I should have done this. Moan, moan, moan. But um, but when you acknowledge, hey, you know what, I got through the whole day, like if you're a weight loss client, whatever the case is, and, and I didn't do whatever, you know, or I got through the whole day and I, and I, I nourished my body healthily. Or I got through 50% better than yesterday, or whatever it is. And you just acknowledge the goodness rather than the, oh gosh, you know, don't focus on the 50% you didn't do. Um, it just is such a, it, it brings you up to a position of strength. And it's a little thing, little thing, little thing, little thing. And as you say, it's, it, it's like the compound effect or the, what's the other word, the gestalt, where kind of all of mm. a sudden is like, sh- 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 and then joins together and you've got this big thing that's ha. There's your new strategy now. You don't have that strategy of, uh, I can't do, I can't do. You've, You've over time gathered
0: the strategy of I can do. I love that. So are there any other comments that you'd like to make or any other feedback that you'd like to give our audience before we end off today's episode? Hmm.
2: You know, I, I I kind of want to be able to sort of say something would help people just open their mind to the fact that if you do go to a therapist, find someone number one that you connect to, that you can trust, that you feel comfortable in their sort of space and the environment, because every therapist is different and we all need someone different to to work with. Find the person that you feel comfortable with, with a voice that you can listen to that's not going to, you or whatever, um, and then be the good patient. So when the the therapist tells you or suggests things, allow it. Allow yourself to feel it. Allow yourself to breathe. Allow yourself. So be in a space where you feel most safe and most comfortable, so that you can allow the relaxation to come in. So that you can allow yourself to grow and to change and to become the better person with the assistance or the help of somebody guiding you. Because, you know, I do teach self-hypnosis to people, especially people in pain and, and things like that, who need it at home. Um, but it's so much better when there's someone guiding you. It's so much easier. Um, so definitely find the therapist. Go for it. At times like now, you know, I'm sort of saying to clients, I'll, I'll do, you know, we don't have to. I know that everyone's struggling financially. We can we can do what we need to do. It doesn't matter. But if you can find that resource from within you just to trust, to let go and to to allow the change, it's beautiful to see what comes out.
0: I could not agree more. I love that, that you just have to trust that whatever is within you is the resources that you need. And we all have that power to tap into those resources. Lee, where can people find you if they'd like to know more about you or get in contact with you? How can they follow you on social media?
2: So um, my website is www.mindshifts.co.za or .uk, um, but that's mindshifts with an s. My mindshifts page on Facebook is mindshifts11, so it's mindshifts one word with an s at the end of it. 11. Um, same on Instagram, and my phone number is 078.
0: Beautiful. I'll also make sure to link up those in the show notes so that if anybody does want to get in contact with you, they can. And just thank you so much for being here and imparting your valuable wisdom with us today. I think it's really helped explain what hypnotherapy is and the benefits of it. So thank you so much. And we'll definitely be chatting again soon. Awesome.
2: Thank you so much for your time too. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to be on your podcast. Only a pleasure. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Hero podcast. We hope it's lit a fire within you to go after and achieve your dreams. If you loved this episode, we'd be honored if you would leave a review and share it with your friends on social media. As a thank you for sharing in our dream to inspire millions across the globe, we'll gift you a guided meditation that will allow you to step into the power of your inner hero faster than you could ever imagine. For daily inspiration, be sure you're following us on all social media platforms at MindYourHero. We've absolutely adored our time together on this episode and look forward to you tuning in again. Until next time, we wish you a magic-filled week.